Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is the 19th of December, 2019. You know, the number one and nine are very, very important. A lot of people do not realize that uh, that's a topic for another discussion, actually. So today, what are we awaiting? It's Thursday. Yesterday, a couple of hints happened while in Michigan. It's very important that I reiterated to you that Roseanne Barr clip of Barack Hussein Obama mocking the people of Flint, mocking them for their water issues, the poisoning that they had undergone, how people were shocked at the way he responded, the way he acted and how he was, how did he say it? Oh, performing. Now, I want to start off the show with a little clip from Tucker Carlson, who I adore, and how he was discussing and asking the question, why is the president being impeached? And by the way, believe it or not, around the nation right now, people actually think that President Trump is no longer president. How fitting. Take a listen. told you for the last month there's one real reason at the bottom nobody is above the law now there are caveats to that of course no one is above the law except for anyone who might potentially vote democrat in which case laws are racist and must be ignored that's you know that is pretty amusing but here's something even funnier those articles of impeachment that we just saw passed in order to uphold the law that nobody is above well neither article that apparently have just been passed actually accuses the president of breaking a specific law. Huh. So why are we here? Why are we talking about this? Why have we devoted 43 minutes so far tonight to this topic? Why is the president being impeached? Well, ask Hakeem Jeffries, a member of Congress from New York. As he'll tell you, impeachment has a lot to do with, and you never would have guessed this, by the way, has a lot to do with slavery. Bet you didn't see that coming. Watch Hakeem Jeffries explain. There are some who cynically argue that the impeachment of this president will further divide an already fractured union. But there is a difference between division and clarification. Slavery once divided the nation, but emancipators rose up to clarify that all men are created equally. Suffrage once divided the nation, but women rose up to clarify that all voices must be heard in our democracy. There is a difference between division and clarification. Huh? Did you hear that? Did you understand it? No, because it 
was indecipherable because it was dumb and insane. And how do people like that get power in this country? Ridiculous people. Good question. This is democracy, so it's important. We ought to be meditating on it. But we're not because we're too mesmerized by the latest in a series of absurd farces brought to you in Washington, beginning with Russia, then Stormy Daniels, now impeachment. If you're a cynical person, you might suspect that all of this was designed from the beginning to distract you from what's actually going on. And what is actually going on? Well, a lot is going on around the world and in this country. For example, among many, before it leaves town for Christmas, the Congress will pass a 2,000-page spending bill that Dana just referred to. It amounts to about $1.4 trillion. What's in that bill? Wouldn't you like to know? You were too busy watching impeachment to find out. But we took a little time and checked. Here's a selection. For example, thousands of Liberians from Liberia living in this country will get a special pathway to citizenship. Why? How'd that happen? Don't ask. It was never debated. You had no idea it was even happening. This is your country. You didn't know. And of course, that was the point. Or how about the war in Afghanistan going on now for 18 years? Just a few weeks ago, the Washington Post released a massive trove of documents. They revealed that our leaders have been systematically lying to us about how the war is failing and has been for more than a decade. That should have been the scandal of the year. Instead, those documents are forgotten almost immediately. Why? Thanks to impeachment. In fact, in this new spending bill, Congress just voted to keep the money flowing unimpeded to that failed war. Four billion dollars will go to the Afghan security forces. Really? It's like a joke. We know for dead certain that money will be wasted the second it gets there. The troops we hire will desert. Their weapons will wind up with the Taliban. If anything, the money that we send is more likely to be spent killing American forces than it is to be turning Afghanistan into Belgium or whatever the mission is. We have no idea, but we know it's not going to achieve that. But Congress is doing it anyway. Meanwhile, Congress is, in addition to all of that, still busily working to undermine your constitutional rights. The spending bill currently includes $25 million to spend on, quote, gun violence research. And don't lie to yourself. That's not social science. It's money that will go to ideologically motivated research with only one purpose giving a pretext to bureaucrats to reduce your Second Amendment rights. Now, you'd think that might bother Democrats because, as you know, they spent all week extolling the Constitution, how much they care about it, how they're representing the framers. But, of course, they don't care about the Bill of Rights. If it's an obstacle to their power, they're against it. And that category includes both stubborn constitutional amendments, like the First and Second, and sitting presidents. Congressman Al Green, by the way, basically said so today ahead of Congress just a few minutes ago, impeaching the president on both Articles 1 and 2. When Green called for the president's impeachment, he didn't mention high crimes and misdemeanors. No. He got right to the point. He accused the president of disagreeing with his views on immigration. Watch this. In the name of democracy, on behalf of the republic, and for the sake of the many who are suffering, I will vote to impeach, and I encourage my colleagues to do so as well. What does that have to do with Articles 1 and 2? What does that have to do with impeachment? If you're confused, you don't know how it works. So here's a primer. Here's all you need to know. When you oppose the Democratic Party's immigration plans, what you're really doing 
is challenging their plan to accumulate more political power. So I just wanted to say he's right. There are no laws he broke. There is nothing there. And what the gentleman was actually talking about is he disagrees with our immigration. And he was showing the picture of that little girl. You remember that made Time magazine that was fake where, you know, they were supposedly tearing him apart and she was crying. Yeah, he was showing that. This is the way they operate. And, you know, people are thinking, yeah, because they're going to lose power. They're all going to jail. Tell you what. Brennan, John Owen Brennan, your chips are being called in now. They're called in. And it's all going to go down. And do you know what they are protecting? Not the lining of their pockets. They have monies uh, stashed away for days. It's not about the money. It's about control. You're going to say, well, they're in control. They're in office. No, no, no. Controlling you. See, like I've said it before, and the president so nicely tweeted it again. They're not after him. They're after you and I. And the thing is, they're after your vote. We think we've been voting. We have not. This is the bottom line. They have been fixing elections for decades, unbeknownst to many of us, mesmerizing us with media, music, TV, fake news. And we all seem to think that we had a right to vote. They have stolen that from us. And this is what's really coming to surface. That's what's really coming to surface. You know, uh, there was uh, a clip uh, from Studio 45 from Trump TV uh, over nine days ago with John Voigt. I want you to listen to the first couple minutes of this interview uh, that not many people have seen. Take a listen. I'm Laura Trump coming to you from Studio 45 at Trump Tower in New York City. Just one thing. Remember I told you to listen to your president, right? Remember I told you to look for misspellings, misstatements, miswordings, misnaming? Well, some of that came out yesterday, right? Might, might, might. We'll talk about that. But listen carefully here. They're an embarrassment, a scourge on society, and they are dangerous. Who are they? today's Democratic Party. Joining me is legendary actor and Kennedy Center trustee, John Voigt. Mr. Voigt, we are so pleased to have you here with us at Trump Tower, your first time to Trump Tower. Yeah. You recently said Democrats don't represent Americans anymore. Uh, what did yeah. you mean by that? And, Unfortunately, and what are your thoughts? yeah. Well, it's, the, it's a true statement. I mean, if you look at, uh, at the um, people running for president on the Democrat side and the enthusiasm that they get in response to these ideas that they're putting forth, uh, it, it, it becomes obvious that this uh, Democrat Party has been undermined, has been overtaken by very far left yeah. uh, energies. And, uh, and they have a kinship more to Karl Marx than they do to Thomas Jefferson. Absolutely. So here we go. And, and they're pursuing, you know, the downfall of the president of the United States. As a renowned actor, <laughs> I will let you be the judge. Is this impeachment nonsense merely a bad act by bad actors? What is what going on here? Say, I didn't come Lara. up with that, by the way. Oh my gosh, that's a clever <laughs> thing. To say. Well, if you looked at the impeachment, uh, this this 
whatever we call this. Really a coup cool of sorts. This, uh, I think we can agree. This thing that's had this show. Yeah. And, uh, and when you look at this proceeding, it's not unlike the, the Mueller proceeding. You, you see it's so, it's just empty except for the hatred they bring to the table, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and of course, they, there's a, a, a lack of truth in it. But everybody's falling in. It's quite an amazing thing, and I that there's no one in the Democrat Party that is a stand-up person to call call this what it is. It's a, it's quite disheartening in a way. But when you look at but, but your idea about the acting, well, you look at uh, you know this fellow Schiff. Yeah. He, he stands there and makes a big speech toward the end of the of the afternoon that he has memorized for sure. Of course. And tries to give this speech as if he's a righteous fellow. He's presenting himself as a righteous fellow. How do you rate his acting? I'd say, uh, I, I'd say not bad. I'd say C plus. <laughs> uh, but he's memorized it. And you, know, and you can see he's waiting for that opportunity yeah. to say this thing, which is saying, I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. And I don't know anything about this, this whistleblower. who's was not a whistleblower, of course. He's not. He's uh, this fellow who was just uh, along with the, the crowd trying to bring down the President of the United yeah. States. So, yeah, there's a lot of acting going on. And, and then on the other side, I, I see the Republicans, and I'm very proud of these Republicans. Look at Devin Nunez, yeah. or you look at Jim Jordan, and you say, these, obviously, these are the heroes here. They these are. are the good guys. Yeah. And uh, why, how, can, how can anybody not see that? It seems so... Uh, so obvious, but anyway, yeah, there's a lot of acting going on, and <laughs> and it's some some better acting than than others, apparently. Yeah, and you um, anyway, they're making up a lot of things too. There's a lot well, of improvisation there. They're they're <laughs> they truth, are. You know what I mean? They're making up truths. Is part of what you're seeing the desperation that they they show and and the lunacy that they exude every day. Is that why you started your Twitter videos? Tell me a little bit about those and what prompted yeah. that. Well, you know, we have this wonderful thing, freedom of speech. We do. It's beautiful. It? And it, it, it was really brought to this earth by our founders. Mm -hmm. uh, during that time, you know, all of the world was full of tyrannies. And uh, people were not allowed to express themselves. When I saw this happening, and I saw the danger to this magnificent thing that we are, that we were given, that, it, that they were attacking this and they were going to destroy it, I said, well, you know, what do I have to, what, what can I do to, to, to help, to stop this, to stand up against it? I said, I have the freedom of speech. So you started posting on yeah. Twitter? Let's go. What has been the response to uh, to the videos you're posting? Because they're great. We love them, by the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I have uh, a, a very warm and good response from people in the street. You know, as you know, with yeah. with Donald Trump, when they know you're connected to Donald Trump, people who are, who love him, and there's a lot of love for him. There's a lot of love out there. They find you and they say, John, keep it up. You know. Love it. I'm with you. But you live in like that, yeah. you live in New York. Yep. It happens to you here. Oh sure. It happens oh, to yeah. me too. People don't believe me, by the way. They say, "How is it to live in Manhattan?" Yeah. And I'm like, "You know what? You would be shocked on a daily basis by the oh. number of people that come up and say really positive things." Oh to sure, me. because the people who know the risk and what I was talking about the risk to our country, right. the greatness of our country, what we've been given, 
the risk to that that being at, attacked at this time, you know, people uh, people who have any understanding mm -hmm. are, are fully in support of this president as an answer and from you know uh, a gift from from God to truly to, to turn this around. Yeah. Yeah. So is it is it uh, pretty evident, I guess, to, to many people how you feel about the president? But absolutely, did it surprise you though what he was able to do in this amount of time? Well, no, just uh, seeing what he accomplished prior to becoming president, and then carrying all that, that uh, expertise into the presidency. I expected much, but what we what what no one knew, perhaps, uh, was. Uh, his unflagging energy. Yes. Uh, there's there's no one who can keep up with him. No one. It's true. And uh, uh, the idea that he gets up so early in the morning and gets to bed so late at night and 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 never, uh, there's never any evidence of fatigue ever. I know. Unbelievable, really. And he does everything. He even does his his campaigning. He's he's doing the whole campaign. Yeah. He's out there. I mean, it's unbelievable. What he, he's really quite something. Special, I mean, you know? there, there will never be another like him. No, <laughs> this is a unique fella. And, uh, and, and the thing is, his compass is so accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, like, not only all of that, but he also is the most transparent president we've ever had. That's true. He walks from the White House to a helicopter and he gives, you know, 25 minutes to, to the press to an angry press that's trying to Sabotage subvert him. him. Every, yeah. every right. single turn. That's and right. And he goes, well, okay, fellas, what do you want today? And he deals with it with cheer and clearly, and he says what he really feels, right, and never oversteps uh, any of his statements to endanger any of the policies that are required mm -hmm. to be protected any of the relationships across the world. I mean, he is quite special, this guy. And that's because he is a master at business speak. Uh, he was in real estate in one of the most swampy markets ever, and that's the New York market, run at first by mobsters, taken down. They owned everything. If you wanted to build something, you got to pay. The Irish, the Chinese, the Koreans, the Italians, the Greeks, the Jews, everybody, they all had their bits. And he was able to maneuver that swamp, the swamp that would take out you know, and send Johnny Two Fingers to your house and break your kneecaps. He was able to maneuver that. That trained him. Obviously, nothing can prepare you to some of the attacks that are happening now. It's otherworldly, to say the least. And it is something that even though predicted, even though foreseen, it is something that you could not really anticipate uh, because you expect them to maintain their responses and actions within the goalposts of humanity, which is not the case. And so I urge all of you to always watch and listen and observe and read and ponder on what the president tells you, because even John Voigt said, this is the most transparent president we have ever had.
He holds nothing back. He tells the people everything, tells the people how he feels and what he sees. And that is how it's done. You know, that's the way it goes. Hmm. So one thing people need to know is that the things that are coming, aside from the indictments, the things that are coming are pretty massive. I'm going to tell you what. So it's already happening, but we're not paying attention. Uh, you want to you, you remember how I always say follow the money, right? I say it all the time. Follow the money, follow the money, follow the money. That'll tell you everything you need to know. You will be able to find out everything. I told you about that trucking company. That trucking company where they... Suddenly, all the CEOs, CFOs arrested, taken down, the whole nine yards, right? And that's transfers, right? Import-export, right? Lots of money moving around there in import-export. We all know that, right? Well, what if I told you that the people that actually execute banking transactions, you know, every time you use your debit card, every time you use your app, there's a company that's based in Oregon. It's called FinServe, F-I-N-Serve. That company is actually Australian, believe it or not, uh, has expanded, and all their clients are big, big banks. They all provide services for you to swipe your card, rewards, uh, apps. You know, they provide the security for your apps, right? Money, money, money right? They're the best. Well, there was a guy, a guy who worked for them. Um, he's a PhD, quite a smart man, very, very smart, extremely smart. And he was just recently indicted. Why? Well, after leaving FinServe, he created his own company for money transfers. His own company. No um, random guy would do that, right? No random person would uh, uh, make that happen, right? Well, this guy opened up his own company. Mm. He was just indicted. A bunch of other people were just indicted, all linked to his company that takes payments online, offers their own gift cards, right? Pretty big deal, you guys. Guess whose money they were moving? Oh, you mean money from the Democrats? <laughs> we got them all. And the thing is, they know it. We know it, but the general population does. There seems to be this feeling of loss that we're losing. We're losing. We're totally not losing. We're totally not losing, you guys. We are so winning. It's ridiculous. We are super winning. It's ridiculous. So I just want to make sure that you guys understand that. I'll have more details on that right after this short break. Red State.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today I started the show with reminding you to listen to the president, reminding you that President Trump is still president, just in case anyone who randomly is in their car in whatever state you're at or country and I come up and you are under that impression. No, it is not. And I'll just analyze what the real issues are here. Now, as far as the financing, I just want to tell you this indictment came out. They've all been charged with fraud, wire fraud, embezzling money, and it is all down to the Democratic Party, the Clintons, the foundation. You know, you would think a company that offers all these things to small and medium-sized businesses only that is independent for FinServ, that's another company we should kind of take a look at. Oh, and I should mention, I know the actual CTO. I know the people that work for that company, those that came from Australia themselves, very, very, very well. And I had the pleasure of meeting them in Perth um, over a decade ago. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> you know, things just come out. I mean, you know, when you decide, let me, okay, so... Let's take it back. Let's take it back to exactly, uh, let me do the math, 13 years ago. Uh, let's take it back to 13 years ago where we, uh, where, where little Tori hopped from like Turkey to Kazakh to Perth, back to Turkey to Kazakh to Perth to Afghanistan, all these hopping, right? And it's so funny that that company... <laughs> was popping up everywhere. So popping up that I actually went to their offices and had coffee with a couple of them. Hey, totally in the area when I was in Oregon. And you know, things are just coming up slowly. Now, now, I just have to say, there are many facets to this war. There's the money facets because we have given it power. And unfortunately, in a civilization uh, as such on this planet with so many people, so moving components, we have to have some commonality between the uh, different factions of humans that are aggregated across the planet to have some commonality in regards to trade and development. Right. We don't we we no longer have cows in our front yard. Uh, first of all, it's not really feasible with the population size, I guess. I mean, within the United States we would totally have room to have our own cows and chickens. But as technology evolves, we evolve as human beings and we um, allocate and create new jobs, new industries, right? That's the whole thing of evolution until you get to that. Um, see, there's no word for that in the English language. This is why I always say it and it's really bad, but the English language, English, right, as a language is very poor. It's insufficient in describing um, multifaceted uh, concepts into one word. So I'm going to, there's, there's a, the word that I'm looking for seems to say capacity, but capacity, not to the point that I'm going to bust, but capacity to completion. Okay. Um, charisma, charismas, uh, 
Latin root, goresmos in Greek, which means the capacity, that's it, because then you go to the next level. So as we evolve as beings and we evolve, that would be technology, our compassion, our understanding, our connections, everything. We come to, oh, you know, the Hinduism or Buddhism, they have their own terms. They call it nirvana right? Where you have this massive awakening. And so it's all, it's all done through evolution. You evolve through meditation, through hardships, right? Because these monks and everything, they like fast for like a million days and only live on water. And suddenly they're like, whoa, I have disbanded from everything earthly. I'm just giving an example. Uh, just, it's not that you have to do that. I would never suggest it. And, you know, I kind of like cooking, so there's like no way that I would, you know, fast for a million days and just have water. I'm just saying we will come to that point at some point in time in the future. That is where we're supposed to come. But imagine as a, as a, as a, as a global whole of human beings, we're all striving to get to that goal, to bottleneck ourselves to that point of that, you know, capacity to then go to the next level, right? You fill up. You've gotten there and then you go to the next level. But at the same time, you've got evil poking holes to retard you and take you back, retard you and taking back or to divert you from your goal of evolving as God intended us to evolve. And so this is where we're at right now. These holes have come from everywhere poking at society. We have the financial aspects that we've given basis due to evolution, obviously. Money is only as powerful as the power that you give it. Kind of like, you know, spiritual warfare is only as powerful as the power that you allow it to have over you, right? You've seen it in movies. You have no power over me. You know, the statements. That's true. Uh, then we have the uh, hurting of the innocents, uh, you know, children, child trafficking, child rape, child molestation, these innocent human beings. Then we have uh, the usage of humans as commodities, slaves. I mean, we heard Cargrill literally tell you, sitting there claiming, oh, I'm a Republican. We need to bring these refugees because we need them to do jobs. Nobody else does. That's literally what slavery is. So we need to understand that there's so many fronts that we are fighting. We are fighting the front that is also trying to uh, create a moot, oh, I would say, um, uh, how do I say that? Segregation amongst humans, uh, segregating us in this respects of, you know, by um, not by making us turn on each other. There we go. And this is done through ideological processes that are uh, superimposed on, on us, uh, you know, uh, cultural socialist attacks, insults on us, health insults, uh, everything. So we have tons of fires to put out because if you can picture all of humanity in this, you know, path, the, all human beings and just picture it like a river in this river where it's all going to come out and just go out into this beautiful ocean. We have people digging, you know, side rivers. No, you come over here, you come over here. So very few can actually make it at least because they can't stop the river from moving. But what they could is to divert some of the flow somewhere else. So that way it minimizes, it weakens and they can control those flows.
I'm trying to give you a visual so you understand the attack. So the financial aspect is a very big one on the fact that not only do they move money to, 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 to fund all the other river spinoffs they're doing, right? Uh, the sociological impositions, the health insults, the crimes against children, the crimes against humanity, the crimes against everyone. Those need funding. I mean, who paid these pro-impeachment people? You know, who paid them? Money. Money pays money, money, money. If you have money, you have power. Without money, you don't have much power. I mean, and, and that is the impression that we're getting. But in essence, power stems from the support of those around you. Think about it. I could be the richest person in the world and I could be standing somewhere and asserting myself and I can be paying people to voice support for me. But then there's this other guy who's standing, you know, right next to me with no money with a voice that resonates with so many people and they all come flocking, raising them to the highest heights, right? That is currency you can't put a price on, right? You can't put a price on human capital, on humanity, on human support, on advocation for humans. That's very important. So right now, what we're seeing is the dismantling of their financial linkages, the blimps filled with cash, right? Fake blimps, right? We never saw any blimps, no M16s, nothing. The money is draining. The money is coming out. The fact that this guy was rounded up with a bunch of people, this guy that learned everything from the, from the leading company that gives you your access to your app on your phone, to your bank. Hmm. That guy took all those tools and made a side company like that, claiming it was for small and medium businesses, offers credit cards, online shopping, you know, Stripe. Remember that article? I have it on ToriSays.com with Nancy Pelosi as queen, you know, with her visa. Remember, she has dibs in a company like that. Tons of it, remember, because she's like one of the largest shareholders of Visa. Okay. She owns your, you have a visa card. Pelosi has a say on what they charge you, what you do, how you use it, where you can use it. Yeah. It kind of sucks, right? To think that that crazy woman, God knows how much of her is still human from all the picking, prodding, stretching, putting, and others stuff. That person has a say on how you can access your money as long as it has a visa logo. And there's a, Think about that. Money. Money is what they need to maintain their power because with money, they buy false support or they cause um, or they create situations, information warfare to convince you to give them support. Mm, that's a better way of putting it, right? So this is, at this point, this is where our, our nation at, is at. This is where our health of the nation is at. And I'll get into the whole financial thing. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to pump out a lot of articles. I've been struggling. I feel a little better today, um, even though I still seem to be off track. And, you know, that's the thing, you guys. I'm understanding just how this warfare works uh, and not saying that it's just the, you know, 
Thought-wise, I, I could never, and this is a humbling moment for me, I could never understand how people would just um, feel so confused and conflicted and um, until I was hindered in my thought processes, which I still am. Uh, I'm finding it a little bit easier to compartmentalize uh, right now, uh, but it's not there yet because I keep finding bouts of not being able to. <laughs> But I have two huge pieces coming out. One is this financial and the other one is about Judge Collier. You know, the liar, liar, pants on fire. Why is she still on a bench, Collier? The one that everyone keeps protecting, Collier. The one that knew exactly what was in that FISA warrant before they even approached her with the FISA warrant, Collier. That one. So those are going to be coming out this weekend. I will um, give myself some time because it actually uh, makes me feel better when I focus on these things, uh, because it's completely different, uh, to, um, what I'm, uh, enduring now taking it back to the money. Now, if we remove the component of money, which by the way, we know Bloomberg has a lot of, but have you seen Bloomberg lately? No, I haven't either. Pretty odd, huh? Have you seen his advertisements lately? Not really. I haven't. I remember seeing that one ad thinking, wow, I was almost convinced he was a good guy if I didn't hear him say that he wants to tax the poor more. So think, if all of this is going on right now, the financial stuff, we're totally collapsing them. They've moved along to impeach and it's coming to the Senate. Think of all the senators that are GOPers that are losing money too. I just want you to take a think. That's pretty a big deal. I can tell you I've got a Republican senator in my state that his net worth went up more than double with one term in the Senate, <laughs> right? You go to the Senate and you become filthy rich, like totally as a public servant. That's how things work. So what you have to think about is uh, the Republicans are actually the ones that are working against the president. And a lot of people don't seem to see it. Uh, months ago, I actually told you guys on air, they're already canvassing for votes. I already know the Republicans' names, and I've already stated them many, many, many times on Twitter for months now. They already know who's going to do it. And, you know, we would like to think it's this guy because he's right there. Mm -hmm. No, because he's already hired another guy that you're not waiting for. You must sit and think, do you trust your Republican senator? Do you trust that they will do right? Because I could tell you, there's already two Democrat senators that are not going to be voting for impeachment. You, you have no idea. And you know what? Mitch McConnell pretty much states it to you. He tells you because, you know, you saw, uh, what was it? Um, someone said, well, you know, it's not about the crime, admitting that there's a crime, which he didn't mean to say that there was a crime. Or did he? Take a listen. They had decided to do a long time ago. They voted to impeach uh, President Trump. Over the last 12 weeks, House Democrats have conducted the most rushed, least thorough, and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history. Now, their slapdash process has concluded in the first purely partisan presidential impeachment since the wake of the Civil War. The opposition to impeachment was bipartisan.
only one part of one faction wanted this outcome. The House's conduct risks a deeply damaging the institutions of American government. This particular House of Representatives has let its partisan rage at this particular president create a toxic new precedent that will echo well into the future. That's what I want to discuss right now. The historic degree to which House Democrats have failed to do their duty and what it will mean for the Senate to do ours. So let's start at the beginning. Let's start with the fact that Washington Democrats made up their minds to impeach President Trump since before he was even inaugurated. Here's a reporter in April of 2016, April of 2016. Donald Trump isn't even the Republican nominee yet, but impeachment is already on the lips of pundits, newspaper editorials, constitutional scholars, and even a few members of Congress, April 2016. On Inauguration Day 2017, the headline in the Washington Post, the campaign to impeach President Trump has begun. That was day one. In April 2017, three months into the presidency, a senior House Democrat said, I'm going to fight every day until he's impeached. That was three months into the administration. In December 2017, two years ago, Congressman Jerry Nadler was openly campaign, campaigning to be the ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee specifically, specifically because he was an expert on impeachment. That's Nadler's campaign to be the top Democrat on judiciary. This week wasn't even the first time House Democrats have introduced articles of impeachment. It was actually the seventh time. They started less than six months after the president was sworn in. They tried to impeach President Trump for being impolite to the press, for being mean to professional athletes, for changing President Obama's policy on transgender people in the military. All of these things were high crimes and misdemeanors, according to Democrats. Now, this wasn't just a few people. Scores, scores of Democrats voted to move forward with impeachment on three of those prior occasions. So let's be clear. The House's vote yesterday was not some neutral judgment that Democrats came to with great reluctance. It was the predetermined end of a partisan crusade that began before President Trump was even nominated, let alone sworn in. For the very first time in modern history, we've seen a political faction in Congress promise from the moment, the moment a president election ended, they would find 
some way to overturn it. A few months ago, Democrats' three-year-long impeachment in search of articles found its way to the subject of Ukraine. House Democrats embarked on the most rushed, least thorough, and most unfair impeachment inquiry in modern history. Chairman Schiff's inquiry was poisoned by partisanship from the outset. Its procedures and parameters were unfair in unprecedented ways. Democrats tried to make Chairman Schiff into a de facto special prosecutor, notwithstanding the fact that he is a partisan member of Congress who'd already engaged in strange and biased behavior. He scrapped the precedent to cut the Republican minority out of the process. He denied President Trump the same sorts of procedural rights that houses of both parties had provided to past presidents of both parties. President Trump's counsel could not participate in Chairman Schiff's hearings, present evidence, or cross-examine witnesses. The House Judiciary Committee's crack at this was even more ahistorical. It was like the Speaker called up Chairman Nadler and ordered one impeachment. Rush delivery, please. The committee found no facts on its own, did nothing to verify the Schiff report. Their only witnesses were liberal law professors and congressional staffers. Remember, he even called them witnesses when he shouldn't have. It should have been like just clowns coming up to reinforce their ideologies. Here's the thing. I am glad that there will be some delay now because Nadler was missing. Mm. And we'll get into what's really uh, going on in the background that a lot of people are kind of like, is this really happening? Are we doing this? This is happening. This is ha it's totally happening. And this is where we put the judicial branch, three branches of government. I've been working on this article for a while, and I'm sorry, uh, under my circumstances, I'm unable to kind of streamline and get it done quicker. But this will be telling you exactly where it is. And I want you to understand this power struggle right now is between the three branches of government that were intended by the so-called constitutionalists to distribute powers so that we don't go back to the totalitarian regime of the British. Now, for unbeknownst to many of us for decades, we've been under totalitarian regime, and this is coming to the surface because, like I've said, your vote is the most important thing you have as an American citizen, and they are literally taking that away from you. And it is unbeknownst, you don't know that they're doing this. You have no idea that they're doing this. This is how clever they are. You don't even know that they've been stealing your vote. And this has come up to the surface now. The elections has come to the surface. This is why they are rushing because it'll be exposed that your vote was never accurate. Could you imagine in 2020 when over 80% of the United States will be voting for President Trump? How would they be able to recover from that? They can't. And the thing is, smart 
nasty Republicans should think about this. And this is my two cents, my recommendation to the atrocious sleepers. The atrocious sleepers. And I know you guys listen. I see it. Uh, you can use VPNs. I see it. I see everything. I may not be on top of my game, but I've got people that are for me. If you were smart, you would sit and support the president and ensure that you're still a remnant. That is exactly what smart swamp creatures would do. Smart ones, smart ones that are lower level on the pyramid would sit and say, well, I'm going to keep my mouth shut so that we can continue our, you know, regain power, uh, for, you know, at a later time. Uh, so that way, uh, you know, we can maintain uh, some form of footprint to reel back in humankind, allow us to sit here. But they're not smart. Do you know why? Because they think that, well, no, stop. Because they know we know who they are. And so they have everything to lose. Because if they were to side with President Trump, if they were to side with good, they know that it would just be a matter of time before they're picked apart and taken apart. <laughs> so they will not stand by him. And no matter how beautiful their words are, no matter how much they say, they don't care. And you know what's interesting? We may indeed, we are indeed, we will indeed ensure that that doesn't happen. And we will hold the courts accountable. The delays that are coming are because we need to show them what is really going on. We need to show the people what's really going on. And now that the House impeached them, hey, man, we need an extra term. For the first term, you've had his hands and feet tied, and he still operated. You impeached him, House. He gets another term. And that is something we should all stand by and do because, honestly, his first term is at efficiency rate. We should only say he had about 20% ability to be efficient because they stymied him on every single front. So that's... That's basically where we need to be at. We need to ensure that, <laughs> and we'll get into it in the second hour, that they understand that we're not having this anymore. It's not going to happen. We're in control now. We win. I'll see you all in just a bit. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, Unfiltered news. I've had it up to here, listening to a small segment of 
people trying to put down America. America is the greatest land on earth, and we ought to be proud of what we have. I'm proud of America. Yeah, I'm nice. proud of our people, and I'm going to prove it. We're American, and damn proud of it. Frankly, I'm getting a little ticked off. Go to hell. Wow. You know, thinking about it, right, you guys, jamming out to some music right now like we did yesterday, jamming out again today, you have to understand that things, good things, and I've said this uh, for as long as I can remember on air, on my own show, let alone on other shows, that time is what helps you know you can't pull a weed out without slowly taking uh loosening the soil around it so that way you get all of it that there's not one little piece left and so this is what we are seeing right now this is exactly what we are seeing we are seeing the soil has loosened up and it's time to start yanking yanking Bad acting, bad faith. <laughs> you know, it's really important for us to understand that um, alternative ways of communicating uh, is uh, very important. Uh, alternative ways of, uh, a variety of ways, that's it, of uh, distributing messages is, is very important. We use platforms that they monitor 100%. We use technology that monitors us at 100%. And yet, most of us don't seem to understand that there are ways of canceling that out. I mean, I, I use Google a lot. I have Google Home. You know, I uh, really like the features they have. And you're going to say, but Tori, that's a huge corporation that pretty much owns every single other piece of technology. Yes, it's a monopoly. It'll break up, but the technology that they've created, right, uh, is what we as people have grown accustomed to the ease of things. This is evolution, right? The problem is, is that how do you avoid a totalitarian government, a government that is controlled by corporations? Think three branches of government, unlike Ocasio, we know them legislative, judiciary, and executive. And right now we have the legislative branch unapologetically claiming that the executive is corrupt, that the executive is evil, that the executive is going against the constitution and our rights and what the framers thought. Well, the framers knew, and they even said, you know, there was a woman a woman in history that's unnamed that seemed to manifest out of anywhere that asked Jefferson, so like, um, what kind of thing is this constitution? Like, is it supposed to be like a better totalitarian government? Like, what do you think? This woman, unknown, dark-haired woman, just appeared and asked him this. And he said, well, it's a republic if you can keep it. Hmm. Uh, have we kept it? No. We voluntarily gave it away voluntarily 
And not only did we give it away voluntarily, but those that took it from us, that coaxed us to give it to them, were so in drunken in power saying, look, we took it away and they didn't even know that they tried to, and they have been trying to overtake. Okay. There's so many wars that you can't see, but imagine that those that conquered such a young nation like the United States, those that took away the freedoms of people voluntarily for the first time in history per se, right? It's happened before. Were so mm, obnoxious that they tried to stamp heed and step on the necks of those that have been doing it for eons. The crowns that we know centered in Europe. This is why they had their own battles of power between them. The crowns, the blue bloods, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you've heard those stories before where the son, you know, kills the king, the father to take over, right? These are the children of the original spawn that had taken our power in this nation. And they are the ones fighting their founding fathers, per se, or fathers, per se. Mm -hmm. So not only are they battling, they're battling hard. And the thing is, you know, that's the thing about corrupt people. The more power they have, the more stronger they feel, the sloppier they get. And their sloppiness and their audacity and their inability to see us, the good guys, lying in their ranks for years has cost them and the older ones power. The Vatican is crumbling. All the churches are crumbling except for the original one. And you know what's funny? Uh, I, I, I just thinking about this, there was there's a clip I need to play, and I know a lot of you have told me the sound on my clips goes a little bit low. I'm then uh, thank you for that feedback. But um, I am, you know, I'm just ecstatic that someone kind of made like a, a little reference to how these house debate articles. It was um. A louder milk. I mean, he took it to that level, but you have to think, right? What, what was, what was Jesus actually famous for doing you guys? What was his, his, what were his words? And I'm not saying that president Trump is Jesus, right? Never. But what was the message of our creator through his son or his, uh, earthly incarnated part? It was to spread love, to cease hate and division and not say, oh yeah, just pick your genders, do what you wish and everyone should be everywhere. That there should be order and love and care and affection because there is so much more that we are worthy of. And Louder Milk, um, you know, he was actually harassed for this, but he, uh, the local news channel actually um, played that, um, had that clip and I want to play it for you because you should hear it if you didn't. A sham impeachment. Sham. Of innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. But on November the 14th, Speaker Pelosi informed the press that the president should prove his innocence 
when she stated, Mr. President, if you have anything that shows your incident, innocence, then he should make that known. The Constitution also guarantees that the accused can call witnesses to testify on their behalf. But the Republicans and the President were continually denied that right throughout this process. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the right of the defendant to face their accuser. But not only have the Democrats prohibited Republicans and the President from questioning the so-called whistleblower, his identity has been kept secret. Before you take this historic vote today, one week before Christmas, I want you to keep this in mind. When Jesus was falsely accused of treason, Pontius Pilate gave Jesus the opportunity to face his accusers. During that sham trial, Pontius Pilate afforded more rights to Jesus than the Democrats have afforded this president in this process. I yield back. And he's right, you guys. He's totally right. I mean, we have to think of it that way. We have to ask ourselves, you know, how is this happening? You know, I, I, my, my daughter's fiance said, was he really impeached? I said, well, yes and no. Like, he's still president. He was like, well, they're saying he's not. No, 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 he is. It's just that he's in, what they did was on paper. And, you know, there's a lot of us out there that have been harmed on paper like nobody's business. And it's all about waiting and being patient because everything has to be done correctly. It has to be done with the law. You can't just come in and say, well, you know, you're breaking the law, so I'm going to break it too. No, you have to be patient. You have to make sure that you have done what needs to be correctly. Because no matter how they want to nail you for something, no matter how much they want to do harm to the president, it has to be correct by the law. And this is where the judicial component comes in. It'll be def very, very difficult for any judge to sit there and put their name on it in history for violating law. It has to be done correctly. It has to be done through the courts. And good always has to be patient. Doesn't that suck how bad people, bad actors always get the highway, right? They get, the, they get to where they need to go instantly, right? Oh, yeah, you want, you know, to get into the club, you just walk right through. You don't have to wait in line like everyone else. You want to get to the best education, uh, you don't have to worry. You don't even have to apply. You could be someone like David Hogg, who nobody knows who his real age is, who's always everywhere, and, uh, you know, couldn't even uh, compete for a seat at supposedly the best university. Now we know what Harvard stands for, but he didn't have to. He took the highway. And here we have corrupt Corrupt judges, senators, congressmen, state legislators, state attorney generals, state secretary of state, you name it, we have it. Sheriffs, police, so many of them. And unfortunately, they get expedited treatment for whatever they need. But the justice, justice never comes in in a Ferrari, like I've said. It comes always on a donkey, humble and kind, just like Jesus came into life in a humble barn. It's always humble and correct and methodical, kind of like the weed example. You can't pull the weeds out unless the soil is loosened and you have pure visual on all the roots to make sure not something is there. Now they can try to stop. This impeachment was to block the president from taking them to court for their abuse of power. The articles they passed don't even have laws he's breaking. Yet it's happened and you're like, what the heck is going on? How do you impeach someone for no crime?
Mm. You say that, but there's no crime. He's getting impeached because he went to the courts to say these people are abusing their power. That's because we already know. We already know you're listening. We already know every time you take a picture of someone's face when they're using their phone, unbeknownst to them. We already know. Mm. It's so incredible how... You know, it's not being seen the way it should be. It's so incredible how it's not being observed the way it is. The way it is. And the way it is is that they are trying to cause delays because they know it is inevitable. And the only remedy to that is our voice. They interfered in every single election and what they've been doing with Mueller, with Comey, with IG, the NSA. We need to spank them real quick. But we need them to be compliant, don't we? We need to make sure that we can keep them in line, don't we? You keep your President Trump keeps his enemy closer to his heart than a pacemaker. These are the things we need to be focusing on and looking at and understanding. Now, I wanted to say the might of good is so strong that no matter how much they come at you, no matter how down and beat down you feel you are and it's happened, No matter how many facts are really fiction, no matter how much fiction actually becomes fact, in the end, the truth shines because truth is so bright that it casts no shadow. So you have to think how they are able to do this. And I, I, I believe that we've spoke about this uh, months ago. Actually, I also wrote about it on Big League Politics, how they manufacture identities, how they manufacture rhetorics. Think about it. They manufacture rhetoric and you have to think if you're busy, you, the average person that has a job that right now, right now, I could tell you one of you is just popping open something to eat while you're listening, right? Another one of you is kind of just driving along and super upset that the clips sometimes are coming in on a low volume. I'm just saying, right? All of you have your own worries and struggles just like I do. Pay the rent, pay the water, pay insurance. You're constantly being attacked with financial stress. Stress, financial stress that you have been born into. Every child today that is born has an $80,000 debt on your head. So how are you going to have the time to sit and discern truth from fiction? Well, usually it would be a journalist that gets paid with your money that you earn to make sure that they can streamline that information provided to you over the radio waves or TV. But see, that's not working, is it? Because the mainstream media is paid by the same people that have given you this financial stress that are putting you in this box to limit your ability to have objectivity, right guys? How many times have we talked about this? 
you know, that's it. So what one must understand is if they're putting you in this box and they're not letting you see because you're so busy, so busy with your life and existing, right? So busy with so many insults, your personal life, your family's life is being attacked with. How do you discern? I mean, most of you, let's be honest, most of you trust the blue check marks, trust the media. I mean, no one trusted me when I said it was a wiretap and that he was listening into them because I don't sit in a chair. I don't have a, a crown. I don't have a sash. Who are you, ma'am? I don't know. I think I've got a year of shows proving that I know what I'm talking about because I told you before it existed, but I guess that's not good enough either. And I'm not just saying just me, okay? I just want to make that clear. It's not just me. There's tons of me's out there. But I'm trying to demonstrate to you how we're in the position we are at. It is our fault, but it is also not our fault. Because you right now, who's working and listening, who just cracked open their burger and unwrapping those McDonald's wrappers, you know, you're under stress. I am too. I got to think about bills. You know, I'm now homeschooling my youngest. I got to think about that too. You know, I've got a dog. I've got a cat. I've got to cook dinner. I've got to do laundry. I've got to, you know, do all these things and, you know, and my work that provides me financial security. Because without financial security, then you're out on the street and then you die, right? So this is where we're at. All of us are at fault for the state of our nation. But on the other hand, how much of that can we really say it's 100% our fault? They can't, we're in a box. We're in a box we can't see. We can't see, we don't have time. You know, there's many times this week in the past because of things that I'm going through right now that, you know, I want to have discussions, but I actually have to tell people I'm not at the capacity to do this. Like I have projects that are coming in, which I need, right? Every, each and every one of us needs to work, right? Because with work, you get money, that thing we gave value to, right? And with that, you buy food, you, you, you do things. But when, when your life is in such turmoil, just in general, you know, I was at a point where I was like, I, I don't have the capacity to work. It, it would be dangerous. Like, I don't have that. I'm done. I'm like, no, I need to. Mm. So how many of you out there are like, I'm at capacity right now. I can't even watch TV right now. I don't even want to know what's going on right now. I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to go out for coffee. I got too much going on. I'm full. This, this, this head is full. I'm done. This is what they bank on. This is why they give us debt. This is why they give us home improvement shows. This is why they give us, you know, all these other stimulations. So that way we lose focus on us. We're so busy putting out fires that you could say, well, it's not really a fire thinking if you need to put backsplash on your kitchen. Kind of is because you just saw how awesome it looks over there. Everyone loving it. So you kind of want it too. It's not really a fire if you have to pay your gas bill. I mean, you do it every month. Still a fire, still an obligation. So when you're a human being with so much obligation, how much time do you have for yourself? Like I could tell you guys, there is a time, and I know all of you have probably been there, and I, and I hope never, never, ever in my life, God help me, 
never in my life would I ever wish anyone to be in the turmoil that I'm in. But, you know, how many of you have been in that position where you're just like, uh, I don't have time to shower, right? Because I'm so done. I just want to lay here and do absolutely nothing. That's the point that they're getting to you. They have gotten you at some point in your life with everything. The things not as extreme as what others may be going through. Simple things like bills and jobs and a bad manager and, you know, a car that's breaking down or a loan you can't afford anything. They put you to that point that there is one day where you're just like, I'm not doing anything. And then you're just like, I'm not even going to like do any, I just want to breathe because I can't. They put you in that box. Why? Because now they control you because you've come to that capacity, capacity, the capacity that we need to reach in order to evolve as pure God fearing, loving souls that they're draining. They're, they're creating these other little boxes to keep you in there so you can't move along in that river. So you just, you know, go off to the left or the right where they want you. They have every single American right now in a, in a box that they want. And unfortunately, they've tainted that streamlining. You know, you're just like, well, I'm working nine to five. I got kids. I got bills. I got the white picket fence. I got the mortgage. I got the car payment. I got the insurance. I got kids in school. I got to buy uniforms, clothes, food, underwear, you know, a rake to rake my leaves. I got so many things to do. Think about it, you guys, just how much you do in a day. Just think about it, how many obligations you have in a day. And so you're like, so I'm going to give my $2 in taxes or by paying for, you know, direct TV or Dish or YouTube TV or Hulu or, or the radio or Patreon or Twitter or Facebook. I'm on so many options, right? I pay for that so I can listen to someone streamline it. But what if the people that are streamlining it for you are being paid by those that are putting you in that box in the first place? That's what it gets down to. How do people who have to do that have time to research what the truth is? They don't. How do they have the time to do it? They don't. They absolutely do not. And this is why we're here. <sighs> People are so easy to just believe something that has been on replay for so long because you're exhausted. All of us are. Just from day-to-day -day things. I mean, make a list of the obligations you have as a human being yourself. I got to go to the doctor every couple, you know, three months, six months. Got to go to the dentist once a year. Got to get a physical once a year. I got to take my kids for physical once a year. I got to go to their parent-teacher meetings. I got to make sure they have homework. I got to make sure they I got to make sure I eat. I got to make sure I take my vitamins. I need to make sure I rake the leaves, snow, you know, shovel the snow, you know, clean. Oh, darn, those baseboards, they get away from me. I got to mop. I got to do this. I got to pay the rent. I got to pay the mortgage. I got to pay the car payment, the insurance. Think about how many obligations you have and think how thin you are spread. They take advantage of that. And what happens when that happens? You forget. Remember Hillary Clinton said they forget so easily. And then when they say things, extraordinary things like this, which is. It is also like, uh, let's give him a fair trial uh, and hang him. I mean, it's the worst of that. As long as it takes, are you willing yes. to hold the articles indefinitely if Mitch McConnell doesn't? concede the points that you're asking him to, 
Are you suggesting it's possible you will never transmit the article of impeachment? If it were me, yes, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea uh, what the speaker were to do. Uh, but if you have a preordained outcome that's negative uh, to your actions, why walk into it? It is almost like, uh, let's give him a fair trial uh, and hang him. I'm they want to hang him. They say that. How do you feel about that? You know, you're just like, I don't know, man. I, I got to pay my bills. How should I feel about it? Tell me, Tori. I'm just saying. This is where they have us, in this box, and we can't see. Your money is paying for every single talking head right now that puts that on, that we need to give them a fair trial and hang them. Where's the fair trial? On what? A trial for what? Oh, that means you have to do your research to see that there's no laws that they actually cited. But they're not going to tell you that. Nope. Because they get paid by the people that are putting you in this box. That's the problem. That is the big problem. The only cure to this disease of being mesmerized and filled with obligations is to speak up. You and I, our voices are the reason we are having change. I'll see you all just right after this short break. Let that percolate for a bit. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I hope that this show gives you a little bit more insight because a lot of us are like, darn it, I voted for this person. Darn it, I let that happen. And I've said it, everything we create is because we do it. But it doesn't mean that we're like, you know, it is 100% our fault voluntarily, right? But on the other hand, They've put you in that box. We have been ruled for decades now without knowing that we're being, we, they, they, everything, everything that they have done, everything that they have said to us, our votes, everything, oh, everything is exactly what they wanted you to think. Because like I've said before, it was never reality, right? What was it? And I think Assange told you it too. It was this. It's just an illusion 
And that's exactly it. And, you know, I'm a person that wears, uh, you know, myself, you see me at 100%, like it or not. And, you know, I, I think I like to see myself as something like brie or blue cheese, right? It's an acquired taste, um, except for what is that fruit called? Gosh, darn it. It's that really smelly fruit, jackfruit. <laughs> that, I'm sorry, that has to be like a super acquired taste. But um, illusion. But for me, my struggle these past weeks is that I've realized, even though I can step, step out of time, I have been, been in an illusion and I didn't realize it. And, you know, so I'm here preaching to you. We're all in the same illusion, the same manufactured reality, you know, obviously. And uh, being someone that can step out of time, I was even duped, which is very hard to, to understand, you know, could you imagine, uh, you know, waking up one day, going about your day, feeling uh, weird, but it's okay. And then suddenly there's no floor underneath your feet and you can see that you're, you're floating and, and you're not supposed to be floating. You're like, but I'm supposed to have a floor and everyone's like, but there is a floor. Look. And you're just like, no, I just realized that floor doesn't exist. I just realized it doesn't exist. And those around you until they see that floor doesn't exist, you're floating and you're like, all right, this isn't making sense. This is just way too much. I'm going to turn off. Everything is an illusion. And you know, think about it. So many people, mm, let me bring it this way. How many songs have you heard tell you things? You know, they're always emotional, right? I want all of you at some point, if you can, pull up the lyrics and just listen to them and just see how all these musicians, like Mr. Mr. or others, have told you things during that time where the illusions were actually being implemented. A hundred percent. You know how many people are like, whoa, the Simpsons totally. How do you know that they're not people that can step out and come back and tell you, hoping that that is planted somewhere so you can draw hope that things are happening? It literally is very hard. Reality is very hard. Time is a perception. Time is a perception. You think there's time. Well, how long has this week been? Come on, guys. It's still Thursday. And it's like, is it Friday yet? Is it Friday yet? It's still Thursday. It's like so much has happened and you haven't realized it. You haven't. You're like, well, the news is kind of like, yeah, I don't know how to feel about it. Not much, right? It's like, mm, I don't know how to feel about it. But so much has happened. We have China piloting out for fusion energy. We've got stuff going out in outer space right now. We've got nukes in outer space right now. We've got war that is kicked off in the in the eastern Mediterranean. We've got the Europeans saying, oh, I don't know, man. Uh, we're kind of done. We've got the swamp running for cover. We have the news amplified on all ends telling you what you're supposed to think, feel, hear, 
you know, you're at this point where you're just like, okay, I, that's it. I'm, I'm like, I can't, I can't. My reality is now shattered. It's Christmas and I'm the Christmas lady. And obviously, you know, considering my own personal circumstances, one would say, well, you know, uh, considering what you're going through or whatever, you know, cause all of us have things, right that go on, I would understand, no, it's a general idea. It feels weird. It feels odd. It feels not right. Something's off. And that's because your reality is changing. You're understanding that time, the perception of it, your reality of it is changing. You're starting to say that doesn't look right. It's like what they call glitches in the matrix, right? Glitches in the matrix. Mm. You know, a lot of, uh, someone just actually messaged me again is that people don't seem to understand that if you listen to your president, everything, everything makes sense, but it's so hard. And all you have to do is draw from the past where those little glimpses of hope were there. I mean, you can't lie. You know, uh, a lot of you yesterday listening to Mr. Mr. You kind of had to move. Uh, I have lost the affinity to enjoy music and I'm a fifties type listening gal, right? I got, you know, rat pack. I love it. Uh, um, that era of the depression to the twenties, the thirties, the forties, and a little bit of the fifties, uh, was music. And then after that, it became noise. It became coded. I, 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 I remember telling you yesterday, I only played a little portion of it, right? Because there was background noise. You know, you have to understand that a lot of things are changed with sound. Kind of like I told you, uh, words have energy. They can distort the way, um, snowflakes look legit. And like, and again, you could do this experiment at home and you don't even have to tell anyone, get three jars, put one cup of water, one cup of rice, one cup of water, one cup of rice, and put one somewhere that you don't even care about and put another one where you just say nice things like, I love you, rice. I love you. And you could be picturing someone you actually love and then go to one rice that you'll have right by the kitchen. Cause all of us, when we're doing the dishes, we're not really happy doing the dishes. Why do I have to do it? Right? So you could just sit there and cuss at that one. I can tell you you will be able to visually see the difference. Uh, and don't take my word for it. Try it. Try it. Uh, words matter because they carry sound. We make words and communicate through sound. Sound vibrations. The vibrations of energy. Right? Energy. Energy. When you meet someone, there's an energy. When you handshake with someone, there's an energy. When you listen to someone, then there's an energy, right? How many of you have been on a phone call just to show you how energy works? And I've had this where you get this person saying, hi, welcome, or thank you for calling. And you're just like, oh my gosh, I want to reach through the phone and like shake them, right? And that energy annoys you. You listen to it and you're just like, oh, it irritates me, right? It annoys you because the energy coming out is giving you their feel, how they feel, how sad they are. We can hear it, 
right? This is just like a really bold example. But what if energy, sounds, uh, energy is being used to manipulate other thoughts, other feelings, right? And again, uh, so you're going to be like, whoa, 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 that's like tinfoil hat. Yeah, okay, then try the, try the example I told you. I dare you to try it. Take three jars. Try it. You, you know, you don't even have to get back to me. Just do it for yourself. Try it. Or if you have little kids, have them, you know, if you want to teach them the power of words, right? Try it. The worst thing that can happen is that all three jars will change the same. Put a jar somewhere else, uh, you know, keep them in the same environment. So if you're having one open by a window in the kitchen, you want the one that you're going to be cussing at uh, out in the open. You're going to want the one that you profess your love, maybe by your bedroom window. You need to keep kind of the variable steady. And the one that you ignore, just put it by a window. You never go, you know, keep them all in the same type of environment. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're going to have them all in closets, you know, put them all in closets just to keep it, you know, so there's no changes in environment or light or anything that can be misconstrued. And, and, and then what I did, I put them all in closets, just telling you. Um, actually, the it wasn't a closet. It was the cabinet, the kitchen cabinet for me, the one that I was cussing at, to demonstrate it uh, to my child, who actually did a full experiment on it, um, that words do matter and that sound resonates uh, energy, bad energy, good energy. So we have to be very careful on the choices of what we listen to. And listening is not just the words. There's underlying meanings, but it is the, 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 the sound effect you get from it too. Uh, that's important too. Uh, I know I have a friend that's always talking about neurolinguistics, using the right words to articulate. And yes, that is a portion of it, using neurolinguistics to communicate more correctly. But for me, uh, you know, uh, having looked into it, uh, maybe you're not conveying your message right. You know, I was just like, I really don't care if I'm not using the right words, because my words are, you know, 40% of what I'm saying, 60% is what, how I sound when I say it. When I'm upset, you definitely know. When I'm sad, you're definitely going to know. When I'm broken, you're going to know. When I'm happy, you're going to know. When I'm hopeful, as you can hear today, I feel that there's hope, uh, you're going to know. And that is because our uh, souls, our spirits, our hearts are very transparent and um, that come through with sound. Again, sound is very, very important. It can manipulate feelings, thoughts, actions, sound, sound. I mean, reading the Bible, it tells you how important sound is, doesn't it? Hmm? Yes, it does. And it makes you think. How come some music is like this? Have you ever heard that song? Um, oh, I don't remember. There's a song. See, this is this is what happens when... You you have too much going on. Um, it was in a D note. Have you ever noticed how certain songs are in D notes, sad songs? Because that is a resonant to come to you. Um, now, in closing, and I know a lot of you probably wanted to hear about the rally. Someone was like, you should play a clip. Yeah, I could. But what we're talking about is exactly what the president is talking about. It's all rubbish. Everything is rubbish. Everything is an illusion. It's not the reality. And the reality is going to come down to what box they can't get out of and the court can't get out of the box. And remember, they're impeaching him because he went to the court to say that they have abused their power. This is why they're impeaching him because President Trump called them out 
for abusing their power and took it to court. So it's documented. So it's done correctly. Remember, it has to be done in a process. Remember, it has to be done correctly. The mainstream media, social media, they all have one purpose, and that's to streamline what your opinion is, what your view is, because you're so under attack that you don't have the ability to do it. And they know because they know your weaknesses, just like my own closest members of family and friends uh, are able to deceive me because why? Because they know my strengths and my weaknesses inside out. And unfortunately, all of us have the same strengths and weaknesses as a majority, right? And what resonates to us. So you have to think, have they manipulated your ability to discern what it is that you can consider trust? What you trust, what you give credibility to, because I've said it before, your pocket talks. Ah, I wanted to mention that. So I, I told you guys, you know, Verizon, AT&T, all of them, they kind of like, um, uh, they just handed over records and every single organization will do so without telling you if the powers that be have warrants, kind of like the thing that I tweeted out that apparently if you're linked to someone that is a non us citizen overseas or whatever, that they can surveil you without, you know, without telling you or getting a quarter or a warrant. <laughs> Funny. I've been married to a British guy for a long time. Um, that was reluctant to become an American citizen. Pretty funny anyway. So um, what you need to understand is that th since they do this, you control. I'm going to say it this way. I changed my carrier, right? And I just changed to Google Fi, which I love, by the way. And um, they use all networks. Uh, and my bill is like incredibly freaking low. Like guys, uh, we were paying something like, $600 a month with Verizon. Uh, that was data and access fees. And then, you know, unlimited plan is like 200 bucks. And then every line is this much, right? So I just moved over to Google Fi and I'm literally paying $20 a month for my phone. I kid you not. I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. And uh, for every gigabyte of data that I use, I pay like $10. And, you know, looking at my, uh, the plan that was a family one, I saw that collectively six lines all together were, you know, using like, I think it was like under six gigabytes of data uh, a, a, a month, right? For a cycle. And so this struck me odd. I've been paying a lot to them because, you know, obviously it's, it's a big company. It's huge. It's massive, right? I get protection, obviously not. And so now that I made the move over, I can tell you, man, like my bill for five phone lines is literally $82. That includes the data because every line is the first line's $20 and every other line is $10. And then it was like the data, but I also got credit for it or whatever. I'm just saying when you step out of that zone of, Oh, you know, credibility. Oh, tiara. Oh, big company. Oh, big name. Oh, you suddenly find that you've been a sucker all this time. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't like Google any more than the next person per se, but this is a reality. You know, this is the reality that we get um, 
put into this section of things. Now, oh, I just wanted to tell you, because uh, <laughs> I just got being, are you serious? Yes, I'm dead serious. Um, you can actually sign up uh, for Google Fi anytime. They don't even charge you. I actually went to Best Buy and got the SIM cards, and they're like $10 there. But the minute you install it, they give you $10 credit towards your bill. Um, I could give you guys a code, YWMCA. XH. For those of you that want to explore it, you use that and you get like $20 off your first bill. I kid you not. And and they ported my number over like within minutes, like while I downloaded the Google Fi app and put in the SIM card and just like was putting in my account number pin and, you know, my telephone number that was ported over like instantly. It was like you click next and it's like, great. And I was suddenly my phone was taken over to the next network. So I just wanted to tell you guys that. Um, for those of you texting me, I thought I could just say it over uh, air easier because I'm seeing more. Are you kidding? $20? Yeah, I'm dead serious. And it works everywhere because they work on every single network. Because uh, actually, I was going to make my move to Sprint because uh, there's like, you know, government discounts, military discounts, 50% off. But it's like, you know what sucked? Customer service. None of them spoke English. And you're going to be like, well, Google doesn't have. Yeah, but. I can text them and, you know, they fixed everything for me. They answered all my questions instantly on my phone. So anyway, uh, what I was trying to explain is the minute you take yourself away from brand names, you realize that there's quality elsewhere. And, uh, you know, this is not like boasting Google Fi. I'm telling you my personal opinion, right? I'm not, you know, uh, saying it in any other sense, but brand names like your branding. Oh, that's CNN. So apparently they're credible. Oh, that's Fox. So apparently they're credible. Oh, they work for OAN. Apparently that's credible. Is it though? How many times did you see them beat to their own drum? How many times did you see them, you know, tell you things that you really need to know? Because this is how they do it. They divide each and every one of us. They divide us by our religion, if we're tolerant to, you know, deviant uh, behaviors, if uh, what political, you know, area, we are, our, our classification in finances, you know, what's your financial, you know, demographic, you know, um, they divide, they divide every single person. And you know why? Because collectively, if we all go together as one voice and that be a voice of just the basic. We want freedom. We want transparency and we want truth. They cannot break that. Transparency is the biggest threat. I've said that how many times? Like I can't count biggest threat. Transparency. This president is the most transparent. Transparent news has not existed for a very long time. And, uh, you know, I knew there was a need for it, but it's like, who's going to dare do it? The minute you do it, your life is ruined. Every single facet, anything that could be anywhere, your, your, uh, your extremely drunk uncle, uh, your, um, you know, wife, your husband, your reality will be shattered the minute you take, because it's the biggest weapon. Why? Because truth does not cast any shadows. Truth comes out and it's like, you know what? Keep your head up guys. It's only on paper. Keep your head up because in the end, the truth always comes out. It never, ever stays suppressed. Never. And that's important. 
Okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I just want to say this today, we should be, uh, yesterday it was going to happen. I know we saw in Michigan a few things be put out. We had a couple of arrests go, you know, and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's happening. I was waiting for something else and I'm being told, I was told yesterday that it was more than likely going to happen today. Uh, so, you know, we focused on the Michigan stuff. So we're going to see, I mean, 19 is their favorite number. One, nine, one, nine, nine, 11, nine, nine, one, all their favorite numbers. Uh, I guess we should, you know, they love 31. They love 13. I mean, they, they love 19. Maybe we should, you know, the way they use it, we should use it. I mean, that's the way it goes, right? It's all about giving back in the form of transparency. And that's exactly what we're having right now. And it'll all come to the surface. Now, tomorrow there will be a odd news cycle beating to the drum of what's to come, which is fine. Oh, and for those of you that wanted the code again, it's YWMCXH. That's Yankee Whiskey Mike Charlie X-Ray Hotel. On that note, I want to wish you guys a fabulous evening. Pray, pray, pray. God bless from all of us here at Red State Talk Radio. See you tomorrow. Shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there